Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. They may sound nuts. So do the Wright brothers. Now, here's Flieger and Briggs. Welcome into It's Just Sports here on the 12 Ounce Sports Radio Network. Check out everything they have to offer over at 12OunceSportsNetwork.com and at 12OZ Sports on the tweeters. And, of course, you can follow your boys at Asylum Football on Twitter. And to be part of the show, It's Just Sports 123 at gmail.com. Rick, the pause is back. I don't know why I can never remember that email address, but uh, I cannot. That's okay. It's just sports123 at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Hey, you got a suggestion about some sort of sport you want to talk about, let us know. Um, We are still in the midst of the corona thing, so we are practicing safe broadcasting, and we continue to apologize. Uh, My link up from the studio back to the main studio kind of muffles me a little bit, but, um, you know, We'll get through this, and we'll be back in studio before you know it. Um, if you missed a live play, always remember you can go to 12-Ounce Sports SoundCloud and get all the replays your little heart desires. Yes, and do it, for God's sake. Help a guy out. So not a lot, whole heck of a lot going on, Rick. Some updates on some cancellations and reschedulings. Maybe we'll start with that. The PGA Tour has announced uh, some plans. They uh, plan to come back in mid-June, beginning at the Memorial with no fans. So I, I would think golf, it kind of feels right, doesn't it, that golf would kind of be the first one to, to make that move. Rick just got a text in case anybody was wondering. I'm sure we all heard it there, but... Uh, British Open, of course, canceled, or I'm sorry for you golf uh, nerd nicks, the Open Championship has been canceled. The PGA has been moved August 6th to August 9th. The U.S. Open September 17th to September 20th. And I don't know if this is really cool or a disaster, Rick. The Masters, November 12th to November 15th. It, it, I guess it's cool if it happens, the Masters being played in November. But I know what – didn't I ask you about this last week, what uh, Augusta would look like being played in September, October? Does it hold true for November? What, what are we going to see? How is that course going to play differently in November? Being, of course, a former uh, professional uh, golf golf course superintendent that you are it should be okay rick as far as playability providing and the way the winners have been lately i certainly don't anticipate any subarctic weather hitting you know augusta georgia in november you know other than the color of the azaleas and so forth it should be very playable and for the golf purists you know hats off that they're getting the masters in does it have the same sense of anticipation and urgency i mean you you and i have talked on the show off air many times that the masters is almost with 
March Madness is like the signal of the start of everything. And now it's just going to be in the middle of football season. And it's almost, to me, kind of like we've got to get this in so we have a champion. Right. And a lot of the luster to me has taken off. Now, the PGA is back to August where it was just a few years ago. Right. So that's not that big of a deal. The U.S. Open is, what, September, you said, right? Just at the start of fall? Yeah, September 17th to the 20th. So it should look about the same, shouldn't it? It should look about the same. And uh, they're playing a Beth Page Black, I do believe. And, and, I mean, God help the players with a full season uh, of the rough growing. Right. We, we, were, we know <laughs> all about that. So, yeah, it should be just a real treat. I think the players are probably hoping for an early frost at Beth Page to try and kill some of that rough, or else, really, or else this thing's going to be one in the plus twenties category somewhere. So, that definitely be interesting to see. What I'm most curious about, honestly, with with all of this, with, with the U.S. Open, but the Masters especially. I don't even know. Does Fox still have the U.S. Open? I'm not even sure at, at this point. With the Masters and their partnership with CBS, and then I mean, you're talking November 12th to the 15th. That 15th is going to be a pretty uh, sizable NFL weekend and an important one at that. Well into the season, you wonder what. I don't think if they have, I haven't seen it yet. What the TV coverage is going to be? That that I think that's going to be the most interesting part, and what the numbers are going to look like that versus the NFL. Oh, it's, it's certainly going to hurt the numbers for the Masters. I have no doubt of that. Like you said, that's a big weekend in football. And what are the exact dates again? The I haven't seen that. So The 12th to the 15th. Yeah, 12th to the 15th. So you're right before Thanksgiving. And I tell you what, it, it's going to be, I don't know. There's it, it, a lot of the luster taken off it, I, I really feel. And... It's going to be interesting to see what they do. Are they going to do like in the old days and come on at like four o'clock and maybe forego the four o'clock games that Sunday? I don't know. Um, you know, it wasn't that many years ago where golf didn't even come on to like four o'clock for the final round. Right. And right. so, I mean, they could probably swing that for a day. I mean, well, maybe two days if you think about it, because you're messing with college football and then pro football. So, but you know, obviously, the eggheads of the networks are going to figure out how to maximize their revenue. So I don't think they're going to be hurting. Yeah, it would just it would seem odd for the the Masters or or like you said, the four o'clock NFL game to be on CBS Sports Network or something. I just don't. I I guess CBS has other properties. Maybe something's on UPN. I I don't I don't know. It it'll be interesting to see. So, it, truthfully, it's going to be weird. It, it's not going to be the same. You're right. I mean, where I finally hit the depression point with 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 all of this with this coronavirus thing. This should be the best week 
in on the sports calendar, Rick. The national championship game should be, be, be being played tonight. That's what we should be previewing. The Masters should have started Thursday. <laughs> right. We should be a week into the Major League Baseball season. The NHL should be having playoff games this week. I don't know if the NBA would be in the playoffs, but they'd be darn close if they were. This is the time, in, and I went full-on depression mode. You heard me whining and crying this weekend, Rick, as it finally hit me and I actually got uh, angry about it so so I'm glad yeah, they're mean, gonna try to do from this. somebody that has listened to you whine and cry for 10 odd years now <laughs> you were you were really stepping up your game I have to hats off to you because you were you were like a little child yeah I, I had a bit of a fit th- th- this weekend no doubt about it thinking about that should have been watching the final four and then everything that, that should happen this week. So, so interestingly, so I'm glad they're trying to make it happen, right? Because it seems like, you know, not just the fires, but there's forces trying to keep these things from happening, you know, for, for whatever reason, whether it's good intentions or otherwise. There seems to be a growing swell, Rick, of people who think college football and the NFL aren't going to happen this year. I know you have no idea, but just curiosity and life experience. What What's your gut on this? Oh, I think it's absolutely going to happen. And I don't know. I, you always have to take everything with a step of caution. I understand that. But these naysayers that just come out and comparing this to Pearl Harbor and Kennedy assassinations and we shouldn't be doing this, we shouldn't be doing that. I mean, we're talking about September. I mean, that is what? That's five months away from here. Right. Yeah. And and they're talking that that it shouldn't be playing or it won't be played. I mean, that's ludicrous. I mean, you know, billions of dollars at stake. There are literally, I don't know, I'm reaching here, hundreds of thousands of jobs. We know that, if not millions, right. over the whole course of of college and pro football. No, it, it's going to happen. I, I really believe that. Yeah, I think the NFL, I feel that way. And, and there's ways if they end up playing it in North Dakota or something in an empty stadium, I can see the NFL. College, I am a little bit nervous about because you're going to have to have students on campus you know, late July, early August, they, that may be aspirational in, in what that would look like. And they've already floated the idea of a spring college football season. If that ended up being the case, you know, it's different there, the playing the game, kind of my point with all this is, and you hit on it to a degree, if this is about public health, right? If we don't have this thing under control or there's legitimate fear, which there seems to be at this point, while most people admitting they don't really know, that another round of this could whip up in the fall and into the winter. If it's about public health, then absolutely, maybe it shouldn't happen. I And all I can say is I hope that isn't the case. I, I don't know, obviously, what it's going to look like. What I am sick and damn tired 
tired of is the optics conversation. You brought up 9-11, Rick, in Pearl Harbor and the Kennedy assassination to where should they, there was that conversation, right? 9-11 a little different with the safety aspect of it, but even after that, should we be doing this in the midst of this, this tragedy? That's not the case here. That's where the five months comes in, right? This is based on the assumption it's safe to play these games with or without fans. We, we don't have to break all that down. If, if it's safe to do, I don't want to hear the optics are bad. I don't want to hear that I shouldn't be talking about this. I shouldn't be hoping for sports to come back. That makes me an awful, insensitive human being. You, you can all, the Adam Schefters of the world, and we'll get into this with the draft. This is going to segue nicely into that. Well, you optics people, you can shut up. How about that? Just shut up. I swear to God, it feels like, I don't, I don't want to get political here, but a lot of this whipped up, what was it, yesterday or Saturday when, when the president said that, you know, he hopes or thinks or I don't even know how he put it. I don't watch any of this garbage. You know, that by August or September, this is going to be under control and the football seasons are going to go on. And now everybody who had been hoping that would happen and optimistic it would happen now said, oh, my God, I can't believe he would even consider it. Look, I don't care what you care think about Donald Trump. I, politics, blah. I, I don't forget that part of it. But I think this is becoming a political thing where any hopes for it, you know, everybody wants to jump on it to show I'm more sensitive and, and he bad and she's bad and he's good and she's good. And I, I wonder if that's going to become a factor going forward more so than, than the damn virus itself. Oh, I agree. And, and I've gotten, you know, some really strange responses when I've mentioned, I mean, okay, and we, we just talked about it before we came on air, just the last couple of nights over the weekend. Of course, there were no fans there, but they held basically what is the Super Bowl of professional wrestling. They held WrestleMania. So why is that any different? Maybe, well, that's really not a sport. It doesn't matter. It's a billion-dollar business, right? right? So, So why is that any different that they do their Super Bowl, using the air quotes here, Super Bowl of their sport or entertainment in a patron-less studio with minimal crew. And, of course, you know, I say minimal. If you watch a couple of those matches, I saw some of the highlights. They went from the ring down the hall in the back up on tables. And I mean, they must've had cameras everywhere trying to film this crap. It's funny how but they then, always know they have them set up just in place. It makes you wonder. Yeah, it something. really makes you wonder, Rick. Well, it's, it's, it's a tribute to the photographers. <laughs> they just, they just have great instincts. I guess. So. But, but that, but that aside, why there's nothing going on that is, you know, attacking the WWE for holding that event. So why is it so bad that we're hopeful football season takes place? We hope we're able to have fans in the stands. Um, they're talking about the NHL trying to finish up the regular season in some of these stadiums like out in North Dakota, Manchester, New Hampshire, et cetera, without fans to – give the teams an equal amount of games played so it's all fair and love and war going into the playoffs. Nobody's really saying about that. It just seems that we're hopeful about football, and that is the trigger. 
and no one's really says anything. Well, they're going to start baseball, hopefully in June or whatever the case may be. Nobody's screaming over that. But like you said, we're hopeful that football. Where does that come from? I, I just don't get it. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. You, you just see it more and more, you know, and I think back in probably you have all this with things in the past and you just remember it differently once you get on the other side of it. But, you know, you think about any time there's some major tragedy, some major catastrophe, you know, really the only one in my life being September 11th, save for, you know, the flood, the hurricanes, things like that, you know, and the conversations always, boy, this, this really brings out the best in people. This really brings the country together. This has felt like the complete opposite, right? Somehow a global pandemic has lined up as a political issue with, with, you know, people on both sides. And I think that's where the passion comes from. Kind of similar to the way the 2016, 2017, whatever it was, NFL season almost fell. Remember, we used to talk about it, it was ruined because of the election and everything going on with it. This kind of feels like that. And so, you know, part of the country, and I don't even know what side it is. You know how little I pay attention to politics, right? But but one side wants to show they're the more sympathetic to this and to be so crass as to want football and to long for sports and to be upset that – something as barbaric as the NCAA tournament was canceled. You want grandmothers to die. I don't, I, I don't know. Ray. Like I said, I'm so far out of this. I, I oh, never Ray, go ahead. Expanding on, expanding on your point. It's really not what side wants what it's exactly. If one side says one thing, the other side wants the opposite. And it that's fe- what it is. And doesn't it feel like once? That's what bothered me about the public outcry for, from national sports writers with, with the president. You know, I don't know if he said it was going to happen, if he was hoping it was going to happen. That might be an important distinction. I don't know exactly what was said. He was hopeful. But but with the lining up of saying to, the very thought of this is unthinkable from people who make their living writing and reporting on the NFL, it almost had a tinge of hoping this is still going on at that time to, to push that narrative. I don't want to believe that's actually what's going on, but that's what ticked me off. I walked away feeling that, that five well, months I- from now – this better still be going on. This will still be going on. I know authoritatively as a senior writer at ESPN. What are you talking about? I don't get it. Well, I mean, they've, if you pay attention to Twitter and some of these other social media climates, they have taken their stand of what side they're on. Whatever quote unquote journalists they say they are, they put their political spin on it. But you know, that aside, you know, I'm kind of like a history buff. And I was reading something not too long ago. And it was back in World War II, and it was some uncovered, I don't know, letters home, you know, from a German POW who was captured, you know, probably around 1944 or something like that. Well, he was sent over to the United States. And he wrote in a letter because, you know, our prisoners were allowed to write letters. Right. And he said to his wife that when he was on a train being transported, he noticed people in the United States having baseball games, having picnics and so forth. And he thought it was just so odd to him. 
because in Germany, there was none of that kind of stuff during the war. I mean, it was chop, chop, you know, I mean, it's, you know, you, you have one goal in mind. Right. Whereas, whereas us arrogant Americans, yeah, we got a war on, but Hey, I'm not working today. So guess what? I'm going to have a picnic Yeah. or whatever. I'm going to have something to take my mind off of what's really weighing on it. And some people just don't want to do that for whatever reason. Yeah, you wonder is it is it the social media thing, and maybe why why I'm more acutely aware of it, where I've been blissfully ignorant of it, really anything that goes. I mean, you know me. Well, we we like I said, I don't want to you're, turn this into a political thing. You're but, blissfully ignorant of many things. Yeah, most things, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm stunned by all this. I'm still finding out who's who and who likes who because I don't I don't watch news. I I couldn't take it years ago. I got all whipped up into this stuff, and it was driving me nuts. And I couldn't take it no more. And so I quit paying attention. So I just started watching it with this stuff going on. And I, I'm stunned. It's not just on Twitter that everybody hates each other. It's the, it's the, and what it seems to be is, you know, the acrimonious, you know, probably deserved, I don't know, but the acrimonious relationship between the federal government and the media right now that anything aspirational about playing sports is met not just with, with concern, not just with skepticism, but with ang- furious anger. <laughs> I was stunned by this. Yeah, it's the culture of 2020. Yeah. And I guess we just have to get used to that. Yeah, seems to be. I can't wait to go back in my hole where, again, like we talked about last week, I found out through this I have no interest outside of sports, and that includes the world at large. So, And I see you haven't gained any hobbies or, or interest in anything in the last seven days. Either. No, I just call you and bitch about how bad I miss sports. <laughs> That's been my hobby the last week. Maybe this week will be different. I don't know. I'm not sure about that, but it's very possible. But, hey, speaking of sports, we've had a couple of uh, passings this week, just in the last couple of days. Uh, Hall of Famer and uh, Detroit Tiger icon L. Kaline died Monday. He was 85 years old. He never played in the minors and uh, played 22 seasons with the Tigers. And I think you need some uh, Formula 4, not 409. What's that? WD-40 for that chair of yours. He's the franchise's all-time leader in games played at 2,834. He had 399 home runs. And he's second only to Ty Cobb in um, hits and total bases. And, um, you know, that was sad. I mean, I remember LK line quite well. And, um, you know, he passed away at 85. Now, I think he just died of natural causes. But one that the coronavirus did uh, claim was a uh, former kicker for the New Orleans Saints, Tom Dempsey. And you might remember him, Rick. He's one guy with a half a foot and like the one hand, and he set the record at 63 yards, which stood, I believe, for 43 years. Right. Yeah, I, I do recall that. Yeah, it's unfortunate. You know, I was aware of Al Kaline, but I didn't have a sense of, of how great he was of, you know, I don't know why it was just a blind spot for me. You know, Dempsey famous for that kick. You know, I don't know much about his career beyond that, but uh, right. you know, 2020 can just 
stop it. I, I've I've had enough with, with uh, 2020 in general. It, it's it's not good things. But uh, fortunately, Rick, we we do have the NFL still giving us news, and much to Adam Schefter's chagrin, the NFL draft will go on as scheduled. Boy, I, I, this just must be about he's not going to get his mug on TV enough. Be, be him well, that's exactly all. what it is, Rick. Because I mean, this man is losing his ever loving mind over this thing. The league announces today that, uh, you know, that it's going to be fully virtual where even the coaches and the GMs are going to be doing this from home. There had been a sense early on the NFL was going to approve. I don't know if it was theirs to approve, but they were going to approve small war rooms. And now that's not even going to happen. Whoever these decision makers are will be having horrible Skype conversations like you and I are making draft picks. Of course, Schefter thinks this is terrible, terrible optics in the light of everything that's going on. Guys making phone calls from their home to other guys in their home. This is just a terrible, terrible you know, tragedy. But okay, I, since, okay, he's made it clear that it's just horrible the optics are terrible what is his suggestion we just don't do anything we just stop and sit in our house and look at the wall yes is, is that what i'm getting from yeah, him or yeah. what sit sit ruefully and and just uh i don't know well, you can't say pray i don't think you're allowed to pray anymore either so yeah i guess you're just just staring at the wall but uh i tell you what it's going to be pretty neat to see right i mean you talk about it, it is going to be even older school when they used to meet in that ballroom at I, that hotel in new york i'm looking forward to it and i hate the draft this is the first year i've ever looked forward to an yeah. nfl draft yeah i think it ought to be very interesting and you know you to get some of these well all of them you get you get these drunks off the camera <laughs> and you get everybody and your brothers saying why this pick was horrible or why this guy is the only guy that this team should take and, and just let it play out and if they do it right, they will keep each pick a surprise instead of showing somebody getting a, a call five minutes before the pick's announced, which drives me up a freaking wall. But Adam Sheffer, you know, I would just use you and I his favorite words, you know, point blank to him. Just zip it. Yeah, zip it, dummy. <laughs> just get, get, I agree. You'll get back on TV plenty if and when the NFL season comes back. You can you can cool your jets here a little bit. So, hey, maybe we ought to have him come on our show and tell us why. Well, if you even ask the question, you're being insensitive, Rick. So that that's what you're. Well, failing. we're doing a show, so that would be insensitive. Exactly. That even though his mugs on TV well, four hours a day right now, but nobody else should be allowed to do it. It should only be him, apparently. Jack wagon. Well, yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, Rick, I, there was some more news there in in the NFL, and hopefully it keeps on coming. They did announce officially, assuming this next season happens, the addition of the two playoff teams will be added. Three games Saturday, three games Sunday for Wild Card Weekend. 105, 440, and 815. Sign me up. I can't wait for that weekend, number one. Something I thought was interesting, Rick, a little rare forward thinking from the NFL is one of these games, one of these wild card playoff games will be aired, will be simulcast from either whatever network and Nickelodeon with a separate telecast geared towards kids. 
Well, you, I could see, nobody else could see him. Rick's shaking his head ruefully. This is why I bring this up, because I think it's a great idea, and I know I can't think of why, but I knew this would piss Rick Briggs off, and that's go. Just go. I'll sit back. Well, no, I, wa- I want you to tell me why in the world you think this is a great idea, other than the fact it's on yet another network and they get more advertising dollars. Well, that's a big part of it. You, you think there's no logic in – Getting, I don't know, Gronks on Nickelodeon all all the time, gearing it towards kids, gearing it towards teaching younger kids the game on a network they're familiar with. I don't know what this network or this broadcast is going to entail. What what in God's name would it hurt? You know, you introduce it maybe to kids who wouldn't watch it otherwise. Just yank the TV out of the room, sit them in front of your TV, and say here. Watch this. You want to learn how to play football? Watch this. Listen, I know. No, no I get No, I get, get it. Get off my lawn. No, it's kind of funny, but if it's done the right way, I, I see no problem with that at all. It's, you know, they're going to have to. But the thing is, how do you make it interesting? If they're, if they're not sitting down and interested in an NFL football game, I mean, what are you going to do? Have like Bray Wyatt and his, and his little Firefly house trying to make the game fun for them? I would watch I mean, that. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, how do you do that? I mean, it just it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me if the, they're not interested in a football game per se. Now, if it's if it's something else, like it's an entirely different show, and it's showing what they do and that sort of thing. But I, I'm I'm just kind of puzzled how you spin it where a kid's going to sit and watch a three hour. Man, your connection is terrible tonight, Rick. Just awful. I, I keep losing you here. But yeah, I, I think what you were asking is, you know, what do you do on that broadcast in, in order to, to make a kid interested? And simple answer is I don't know you know maybe you put Spongebob on between plays maybe it's about instead on the color commentary maybe it's about something more along the lines of you know instead of breaking down the play as they would for NFL fans generally maybe it's more about you know explaining what happened and why it happened something to that level you know I I really don't have any idea but you know I I think it's a good idea whether or not it bears any fruit that remains to be seen but I think there's some value in it I think what stuck out to me is the NFL as generally as an organization is like you get off my lawn this isn't how we did it in 1927 so if you do it now you should be flogged and all shot Rick is uh, through the video as we got him back online here throwing me the bird for what's got to be the seventh time tonight oddly which is a little more than average but but i think why not it's worth a shot now look at the end of the day this is about it's on one more network now you're going to sell advertising to my little pony not just bush beer look i get all of that but there's something to it i I like it i like be doing something different which they normally don't like to do because they act like you well, they expanded their audience, hopefully expand their audience, but certainly expanding their network and their revenue, which is which is what they're doing. 
but you know, there's there's a point to that. I agree. If, if you can get some kids hooked at a young age, and they look forward to watching the NFL, then there's nothing wrong with that. However, if you get a kid hooked at old and on a mom's basement at 20 watching Nick Nickelodeon and hundred pounds and he's still sitting there eating hamburgers you know now we have a problem yeah hey lots of 300 pound hamburger eaters sit around <laughs> watch spongebob all day i i know this for a fact so all right rick what, what else did you have i know you had some stuff i've been dominating with my whining so far oh good big thing but i just wanted to have you What's the matter? I can hear you. You can't hear me. Yeah, you keep you keep dropping out on me. I got you back right now. Okay. I mean, you you've been kind of. We just have a bad connection tonight because you've been kind of freezing up on me and everything. But um, you know, now that Alden Smith is back in the lineup or in the NFL, I mean, is it saying something about? the NFL. And I'm just going to go through a couple of things here. Uh, January of 2012. This, this is Alden Smith's um, list of activities. January 2012, DUI. June of 2012, uh, Smith is stabbed twice while trying to break up a fight at his party at his home. And there was also gunfire and a couple of people suffered gunshot wounds. Sounds September like a hell of a party. Yeah, September of 2013, he's in a single car accident, arrested on another DUI, marijuana procession. And he gone again. An assault weapon um, stemming from the 2012 house party incident. More lawsuits. October of 13. You know, he surrenders on the felony charges. And now on October, he is finally activated to a 53-man roster. November, he pleads not guilty. Then in 2014, he is arrested and booked for an investigation of making a bomb threat. Um, then he gets suspended in 14. Then in July, he spends 12 days in jail for weapons charges and another 12 days for DUI charges. You know, I don't have any, and there's, it just keeps going on and on. I don't have a problem. You know, we've talked about this many times. Not advocating that a man can't make a living, but doesn't it send a little bit of a message? Like, I mean, if this is any other regular company, and I'm looking at this guy, I don't really know if I want him in my inner office sanctum here. If you know what I'm saying, I mean, does that make a statement about the NFL? Yeah, not not the NFL necessarily. Maybe the Cowboys, right? I mean, may say more about them than, than look. The league operates under guidelines with collective bargaining agreement. Look, here's what it says, and we knew this all along. If you are really, really good at what you do, 
you're going to get away with more than a guy who's just okay at what he does. And that may be true even in corporate America to do it to a degree. Now, maybe not to the degree that he would it took you 20 minutes to get through 2013. So he's got kind of a <laughs> yeah. kind of a list of issues that may catch up with you. I don't know. I never have a problem with it. I don't like the, what does this say about? Because what it says about him is he can play and somebody's willing to take the risk and you can get this top flight level talent for league minimum. I'd like to stand up here and pretend like I wouldn't do the same thing if I was a GM or a team owner, but I'd probably be lying to you. Yeah, I understand that. And I didn't want to go through the entire list. I, mean, I stopped at 2014 or 15, <laughs> and it goes all the way up to 18. I mean, just arrest after arrest after arrest. And the man hasn't played in a couple of two or three years at least. And I don't know. It, I mean, have at it for the Cowboys. They got him on the cheaps, I guess. I think it was four million, three or $4 million, I believe, something of that nature, which in, in salary terms isn't that much. But he's got to be on, like, the minimal leash, I would assume. Oh, certainly. Certainly. Look, chances are, I mean, is there ever a story? I can't think of one. Is there ever a story of one of these guys who's had a lot of trouble and has been suspended and has been out of the league that comes back and keeps their nose clean the rest of the way? It just doesn't happen. So, I guess you can always hope for catch lightning in the bottle. In a bottle, I'd. I don't know. Like I said, I just my thing is I I don't care what it says. It says he can play football. I got a need at that position, and I can get him real cheap. And I'm just going to hold on and hope <laughs> for here on out. With hey, good good on you, good on you, Jerry. I like it. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with it. it it's it's I don't know. It, it's a real gamble, I think. But you know, here's a trade. You know, we talked about God. It must have been about three weeks ago now, or at least. Time kind of flies when you're in quarantine here but you know the DeAndre Hopkins David Johnson trade is still not official because the physicals have not been performed apparently David Johnson's wrist is cleared but the rest of them isn't and the same with DeAndre Hopkins and I don't think that this is really going to stop the deal but we have to bear in mind there's draft picks involved they have to get done what in a week? Yeah, yes, yeah. correct. Or two when, when is the draft again? I think it's two eight. weeks. I guess. Yeah, it is. I'm eight, sorry. Yes, a week from this Thursday, I think. Don't don't quote me on that, but uh, I'll I'll be having the countdown clock going here soon. Right. Yeah. That that's kind of the fallout, kind of the the hidden thing. Whereas it's felt like the. The NFL's kind of gone, you know, full closest to full steam ahead business as normal, being that they were the fortunate one that this really didn't hit within any season. But th- this is a part of it, you know, free agents not being able to be official because we can't complete uh, physicals, which I get, number right. one, it, it violates these stay-at-home orders and, you know, you don't want to be taking up medical personnel. This is where I will say, you know, the NFL in sports in general can take a back seat. These medical professionals are better used and the equipment is better used elsewhere, fully granting that. Yeah, this is kind of a the downside of it. I'll be curious what happens. Does that deal go void? 
come the draft time, if they haven't been able to resolve this, which I presume they won't be able to, what happens with these trades? I haven't, I've heard that that's an issue. I haven't heard is what's the fallout. Will that become void? We can't swap these draft picks because these physicals weren't completed. I, I, I'd be curious to see how that shakes out. Yeah, something tells me that there's going to be a couple of doctors freed up. Probably. Soon. I, I, I really, I really believe that because I mean, that, that's a big deal. And if you're the Arizona Cardinals, you certainly don't want to see this thing fall through no. by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, Bill O'Brien's got to be praying something goes down and save him from himself. Because, I mean, even he's got to know that was a stupid move at this point, right? You would think so. I mean, everybody else on the planet does, right? <laughs> yeah, did you see him come out last week uh, and say, well, you know, Hopkins was I, I, one. Oh, hold on. We're talking over each other because you're froze up again. I got you back. Yeah, I'm just sitting here. Uh, all right. But, you know, saying now could, trying to come out and claim that it was because Hopkins wanted more money and Houston just wasn't in the place to do that. What are you talking about? You couldn't find money in your salary cap for DeAndre Hopkins. What What are you trying to sell me? The, 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 uh, I hope one and day there's a Dave, I hope one day David Johnson's contract. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Take take that along with it, too. So what a boob. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what else to say about him. I agree, but uh, you know that that's just a something to watch um, when you're. We have no sports because that could be very significant if something doesn't happen. You know, and it's kind of interesting. You're talking about they can't seem to get medical personnel to do the the physicals and so forth. Yet I saw an article where they found out that a Bengal tiger had coronavirus. <laughs> no, you didn't. I swear to God, I did. And why in the hell are they testing tigers for this crap? Yeah, how? If, <laughs> if they don't have enough tests for people, how did they come to you test tell a tiger? Me that. How does a tiger display symptoms? Can a tiger cough? Oh, I imagine. I don't know, but I can imagine administering the test. You do it very carefully on a Bengal tiger, <laughs> but um, it couldn't I, be a people I, test, could it? How do you test a tiger? I don't know, but why? Like, does it really matter if a tiger gets it? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, don't not, have any... it, I mean, it's not like people have tigers running around their house. Well, you, you know, like you can not. spread it around. Mike Tyson. I, I don't. Man. Yeah, Mike Tyson. But that's one person out of how many that has a Bengal tiger, and I don't even think he still has a tiger any longer. Well, the tiger passes it to the other animals in the zoo, who then when we send people back to the zoo, they pass it back to them, and this whole thing starts all over again. It's a tiger problem. And maybe this is something you ought to get that Fauci on the phone. You may have hit on this. It ain't person-to-person contact. It's tiger-to-person contact. This thing's never going to go away. Yeah, because, you know, let's face it, people have contact with tigers daily. Well, they, they may. You don't know that. <laughs> Just because you don't have a tiger, what, now nobody can have a tiger? Get over yourself. Okay, I just, you know, not many people can afford to feed a tiger. Well, that's true, too. From what I've seen in movies, they all eat steak. That would start to add up after a while. Mm -hmm. And and what are you? A six-foot-five walking steak. Essentially, that's true, too. (laughs) I ain't messing with a tiger, especially now that they got the Rona. I don't want anything to do with a tiger. Exactly. Hey, you know, one of the uh, local radio stations around here I listen to in the mornings because, quite frankly, I'm driving to work. There's nothing else to do. 
but they actually were fortunate enough. Um, you know, they have history with Bob Huggins, and he was on the show the other day. And Bob Huggins came up with a solution, he thought anyway, that next year, 2021 NCAA basketball season, we just start the season with the 2020 NCAA tournament. It would only take three weeks, and these preseason tournaments take it anyway. He says, with the exception of some of the seniors moving on, it would still stay the same. I love the idea, except for the fact that, number one, it's just insane. Look, look in a, in a vacuum, right, that would be cool, wouldn't it? First of all, it wouldn't be the same as the NCAA tournament, obviously. To say, with the exception of the seniors and those who went to the NBA, is quite the exception, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> might be a lot of the reason why some teams are there, but I, I don't hate the idea. The, the wasn't it, didn't there used to be like a real sort of preseason NIT for for a while? It wasn't to that level, but I don't hate it. Could never work. Was he serious? Did he really think this could be done? Oh, he was very serious because he. I mean, this is coming from a coach, obviously. He, the NCAA could recoup a lot of the revenue lost by not having the tournament, the conference tournaments, and then you know, the NCAA itself. So, but the problem I really see with it is not only are, like we already mentioned, the seniors and so forth, but what teams that actually have, that, that make the tournament and actually have a shot at the, the title. Um, trying to rephrase it so you have any anyway I, I won't even answer but okay most seniors are on like your your, your mid-conference your mid-sized conference in, in lower you right. know whereas a lot of your power five has have a nice mix of seniors juniors all the way down to freshmen what that really does is it takes away and I haven't seen all the rosters but it takes away from your Dayton's it takes away from your Butler's it takes away from your Wichita etc yeah, yeah, maybe your Duke is okay, your Louisville, Kentucky, and so forth. But it really takes away from your uh, mid-sized conferences and the lesser power conferences because they basically are junior and senior dominated, let's face it, because they don't have the five-star recruits coming in. Right. I mean, you look at it, uh, it, it feels silly even to pay this any credence, but again, we're in quarantine and there's no sports, so we got nothing better to talk about. <laughs> look at Dayton specifically, right? You know, Obi Toppin's going to be right. the number one pick in the draft this year, and if he's not at Dayton, they don't belong in the tournament, let alone as a number one seed, which they right. <laughs> which they would be going into it. So, it would be cool. Now, what I... What I would hope, it's not going to happen, you know, because it was canceled. And you'd probably still lose most of the draft-eligible guys because they're kind of in that mode now. Let's just say Adam Schefter is going to track me down and call me insensitive, (laughs) but let's just say June 15th comes around. And they say, all right, we've either – got the cure or as quick as it showed up this virus just went away everything's back to normal i know that's not going to happen so schefter calm down but it's 
but let's just say that. I see your phone's ringing already. Yeah. So let's just say that happened. I would love it if the NCAA come and said, all right, you got two weeks, everybody back to campus, we're going to play this tournament. The selection committee is going to put it out now. Starting in two weeks, we're going to do this before, you know, August, September, October, before we roll into the next real hard rollout of the next program. That would be a dream. To do it in October or November is, is absurd. These seniors will be playing in the NBA by that point, I hope. Knocking on wood again. Again, sorry, Schefter, this is all wishful thinking, and I know I shouldn't do that. But that would be cool if in June or july we had an ncaa tournament i'd love to see that but it isn't gonna happen is it rick but, but you know on top of that rick how many of these guys are going to be even in the ones that aren't in the nba how many of these people are embarking on their careers right and you know they're coming out with a, a degree from a major university oh hang on there a minute i gotta go play a few basketball games yeah yeah I- yeah you know, probably wouldn't work out, but no, I, I don't think so. You know, but Bob Huggins, I, I, you know, he was very serious with it, but I just don't see the logistics of it. And I guess you could hold a pseudo tournament and kind of crown a faux champion. I mean, it would certainly have to have an asterisk in the record books. I mean, let's face it. They do have like the Maui classic and so forth at the beginning of these years, but to say that this is for the 2000 and what, I guess, 2019, 2020 championship, you better put a couple of big asterisks in the record book and say why Kansas and, you know, Duke were in it and everybody else got destroyed. I, you know, I don't know, because it's just not going to be the same at all. Like you said, um, and I said, too, with the Butlers and the Dayton's and so forth, they're going to some of these teams are just get annihilated. Now, what you could do if it was only about recouping money, revenue lost, what you could do and what I would pay attention to, even though it would be ultimately only as meaningful as, you know, the Maui tournament, the, all the different preseason tournaments that go on. What you could do, and I'd buy tickets if it was in our area, is you could say, all right, obviously 2019-2020 was a loss, but we're going to start the 2020-2021 season, which there'd be no fair way to do it, but create a 64-team tournament, a 64-team preseason tournament, Take the, you know, the projected conference winners in every small conference, you know, so many mid-majors. You could build parameters around it, and let's play this thing. And I would watch that. I would lap it up, and if it went well, you could do that every year and see what that looks like compared to what we actually get in March. It, it's not an awful – it really wouldn't be realistic because with these other preseason tournaments, with the non-conference scheduling getting harder and harder, as it is, if you hear any call it, you know, NCAA major conference coach talk about, they're having a hard time getting these preseason games scheduled with the expansion of the conferences, the major conferences. It's hard to do. 
But I tell you what, you could recoup some revenue. I would watch every damn minute of it, and if it went well, I you could do it every year. Now again, this is pie in the sky stuff, but that's a it can't have anything to do with 2019, 2020, Bob. So settle down, Bob. But but for for something like that, you recoup some revenue. You'd get my money. I'd drive. You know, I'd plan to go to Cleveland for this year's first and second round. You get my money. I'd be over there in October, November, just as well as I'd have been here in March if I could have done it. I can actually add to what you were coming up with. We could, you could actually have a preseason, and I would limit it to. Um, I don't know. I'd hate to throw. Okay, say you have like a preseason ranking. Okay, take the top, say twenty-five, throw them out. They're not in this tournament. Now you're including a lot of the the power five lower echelon and a lot of the mid-major teams put them in a tournament winner or say maybe the final two or something already are out automatic bids into the, into the Springs March madness. Hell I'd watch that too. Yeah. Then you could just punt the rest of the season, rest your starters till March. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I mean, it's bizarre, but why not? I mean, they're coming up with more clownish things. Why not? Who was the coach? Uh, I should know this, and I'm blanking on it. Who was the coach in Indianapolis when they had Manning and they'd have everything wrapped up by week 12 and would sit Manning down for a month and a half and couldn't understand why they kept losing in the first round of the playoffs? He'd sign on for that. Wasn't that Dungy? Dungy, and then who came after Dungy? Because the next guy did it too. Caldwell. Caldwell. That Caldwell's yeah. the name I couldn't yeah. pull. Yeah. So Caldwell, mm-hmm. he'd be all on board. Yeah, that would be cool. I think you may see this open up to some new opportunities. Because I think too, Rick, if if the NHL season does end up getting finished somehow, it's going to be done at some neutral site. I think if the NBA playoffs, it's going to get done at some neutral site. I'll tell you what, I would be interested personally in the NBA playoffs more if they treated it like the NCAA tournament, where the first round games go to certain cities and all seven games are there, and then the second round and on down. And if the NHL did that, now I'm an NHL fan anyhow, so I tend to pay more attention. You may see, maybe we, maybe there's the silver lining in all this, if you can say that, is you see some more creative things like this early season tournament wouldn't you love to see an early season pro tournament just take the whole nba the first three weeks of the nba is set up like an ncaa tournament now it wouldn't work because you'd never end up with an even 82 games by the teams that went to the finals right. versus the teams that got punted in the first round maybe we'll see some cool stuff like it. i like your idea make it a mid-major lower conference tournament two automatic bids or one automatic bid at stake even yeah even play. one would make it exciting sure uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, I'll tell you what, I'm from the standpoint, and I know the NHL has come out where they're trying to look down the road, get the season finished up, and still have the playoffs and so forth because they had season ticket buyers and so forth, and they want to get them paid. I, you're honor the season ticket, so forth. I tell you what, I'll be honest with you, Rick. I would just soon see the NHL and the NBA scrapped. I mean, as bad as that sounds, because now you're jamming everything. We already talked about the majors, you know, the U.S. Open, the PGA, and so forth. Now you're jamming hockey. You're jamming NBA, football, college football, if everything's okay. 
all this stuff. And then baseball, of course, will be winding down towards World Series. Now you're trying to jam everything into late summer and fall. And let's not forget, the NHL starts again in October. Right. Yeah. And, the, and the NBA right then. These guys will have no rest. And, and what, are you, what are you going to do? Now we're going to postpone this season? I mean, it, you know, somewhere along the line, a line has to be drawn. Let's get the next season started on time and make sure everybody's safe and that kind of thing instead of trying to jam this in to save a few bucks, make a few bucks. I just don't see where the advantage is because I don't care if these guys are 25, 26 years old or not. You play, you finish regular season and say you're, you know, a team that makes it to the Stanley Cup finals. And, and we all know how brutal those playoffs are. Hell, we saw what happened to the Penguins, you know, going to winning, you know, going to the finals of one year, then winning the cup the next year. I mean, that, that third year, you can tell these guys are young men, but that takes a toll on you. And you can't expect them just to keep going right through the playoffs and all of a sudden they're going to start start a new season and play another 82 games. And, oh, by the way, what if we get to the NFL or the NHL Stanley Cup Finals again? You're, you're risking a lot of serious injuries to some major players. Yeah, I, I think – First of all, for that not to happen, right, for these seasons not just to get scrapped, something's going to have to give here pretty soon, I would think. I think we're on the verge of that. And and obviously I wouldn't be averse to it for all, all the reasons you say as much as I'd like to happen. Now, I think if you could do it, if let's say again, plug your ears, Schefter, but say in June you could find a way to safely do this at some point in June. Now what you have to do is you have to make an adjustment. Let's stick with the NHL because their their model is much more familiar to me, although there's really no difference between that and the NBA. So, first of all, the idea of finishing the regular season is ludicrous. It's sorry, this happened. These are the teams that are eligible for the playoffs. At the time, this great tragedy happened. You're just going to have to eat it. I'm sorry, Toronto or whoever the – I don't know who the ninth team is in the East. It doesn't matter. Sorry, you got dealt due seven this time. Hopefully this is never going to happen again. These are extraordinary times. You've got to start the playoffs now. Now, Rick, I think you're looking at three-game series. Heck, you might be looking at one and done for the first round or two with a three-game series for the conference and the finals or a, like a 1-1-3-5 one, one, or a one, something, something to that or a 3-3-3-5, three, 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 for however many rounds there are. I think you're going to have to get creative like that. I could see the NBA – yeah, again, kind of looking more like the NCAA tournament, right? You know, doing something to that effect. That would be kind of cool if you could get that type of stuff in the summer and it could be done safely, even if it was without fans, just for television. Boy, I'll tell you what, you'd be the, – the NHL playoffs, unless it's your team, as much as you and I are fans, that gets hard to watch, right? You can't watch all five, six, and seven games of every series. That's a lot of hockey to keep up with. Tell you what, in this scenario, you make it for hockey fans, you make it 
really easy for them to watch every bit of it. And you might bring in the casual casual fan, number one, due to the, you know, the lack of sports and the hunger for sports in this country. But it's easier to swallow, right? Every game is so much more meaningful. If you did it on a one and done, your numbers would be insane like a game seven is. Yeah, look, I'll tell you what, in and not bashing the NBA um, for the basketball fans out there, but I, I'll tell you what, you go to a one-and-done for a round or maybe a three-game series, that would make the playoffs, to me, a lot more interesting because Absolutely. you know the eight seed, the eight seed is not going to beat the one wow we hear what what rick would sound like is stephen hawking right now <laughs> we can't i think he's gone so all right rick i'm gonna have to cut you off we cannot make out a single word you say so i'm gonna cut you off there until i see you show back up and actually we're about out of time so let me apologize for the connection issues we have it's kind of been an issue for everybody dealing with these type of things these uh these last several weeks as more and more people are doing this we will work all week to make this better i promise you we're going to keep working hard keep efforting get the best show out to you possible but thanks for checking sticking with us thanks for checking this show out it'll be much better going forward of course check out everything hopefully better audio shows over at 12 ounce sports network 12 ounce sportsnetwork.com at 12oz sports and of course uh you can follow your boys and maybe a cleaner version of this show at asylum football on twitter asylum uh, it's just sports one two three at gmail.com and asylum fantasy football.com i'll put the show archive up there so take care be safe until next time we'll see you with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.